It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. Welcome, everybody, back to the Believe in NXT podcast. Like always, as I, your host, Jacob Lawrence, joined, per usual, with my co-host, Mr. Cedric Welton. We're here. It is Saturday morning, afternoon, evening. It's a Saturday. It means only one thing. It's that Saturday morning audio dope coming to you live and direct. As always, courtesy of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Make sure you give them a follow on Twitter and Instagram, at Believe Podcast on both and at Believe Sports on Instagram as well. Shout out to the team over at Believe. They do a great job. We are the number one podcast network for professionals, like we say. We are over 300 shows. We finally cracked 300. Counting, and as far as I'm concerned, we are the crown jewel, or one of the crown jewels in the Believe Podcast Network empire. So thank you for tuning in and listening to us. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. I'm at underscore J Della. Said is at said underscore says. That is C-E-double-D underscore S-A-Y-S. The show is at Believe in NXT, all one word. Believe is spelled B-L-E-A-V-I-N-N-X-T. Nice and simple for you, just like the show. And speaking of the show, make sure you go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, whatever the appropriate measure adapt is for that platform. Do it. Leave a review. Tell a friend to tell a friend. That's how we climb up the charts. That's how we show believe that we actually know what we're talking about and we have a fan base that exists. Please do us that favor. And with that being said, we got a lot to get into today. We're going to break down a very um light but kind of heavy NXT. It looked like, but it's heavy though, to borrow a line from Drake, which, oh my God, I'm coming out starting like Mauro Ronaldo. This should tell you how the episode is going to be. Said, how you doing today? That was gross. I thought we were way <laughs> past the pop culture references, but Jacob has brought them back from the dead just maybe 90 days later. Um, but it's a beautiful day. Me and Jacob talked extensively before hitting the record button, and it's a beautiful day. There is nothing that will cloud my moment. Nothing whatsoever. But just to piggyback, yes, it was a it was a kind of not a lot happened on NXT this week other than what we expected, but we have some big moments that we're planning for uh, with NXT the next few weeks with the tea leaves being drawn on our main title picture. Um, with that said, would you like to start with your boy? Uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and start with my boy, Damian Priest, uh, coming through. No, 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 that's not your boy. That's, that's not your boy. Don't do that's, that. That's your boy. Don't do that. You talking about your boy, Cameron Grimes, Mr. Manscaped? That, that, your boy? That's your guy. That's your, your guy. boy? The man who you will be a proud, proud owner of his shirt? That, that man? Proud is not the word to describe that as. <laughs> not whatsoever. <laughs> but Damian Priest finally was able to elicit that smoke on Cameron Grimes. Uh, good match. And, and dare I say, good match from the standpoint that you got everything you wanted from it. Like, I, did, I, wanted, I actually wanted a squash, but this was able to flesh out both characters, showcase some of Damian Priest's strength, uh, some of the elusiveness he has with his skill set, with the kicks. I thought everything that they did for both characters was actually done pretty well. Yeah, so both me and you talked about it on Wednesday's show where we like, this needs to be five minutes, ten at the very most of just Damian Priest beating Cameron Grimes' ass. Like, the man slashed your tires, caught you slipping trying to get out your car. It's just been running around, has a victory over you, just talking that cash money for like yeah. weeks on end. But nonetheless, Damian Priest picks up the win. It was a pretty good matchup. I felt like it went a little long. If I'm not mistaken, it was about it was about 15 minutes. Yeah, I think it, I think it was around there. So no, I, I believe we might have went to commercial break once. Yeah, we got through a commercial break with it. So yeah, it took up two seconds. It was about 15 minutes. Solid match. It even uh, showed what Cameron Grimes is doing to ring a little bit as a brawler, kind of the mauling style. But 
I'd say Damian Priest showed his full arsenal of, of weaponry um, and looked great in victory. One thing that was good about this is that we saw Damian hand to the camera after the match and pretty much call his shot, saying that he's paying attention to the the victor of the winner-take-all match that would take place later in the evening with Keith Lee. So we talked about this last week. Is Damian Priest the type of guy that can challenge straight up for both titles, or should he pick one? So I feel like this is going to be a thing where it's going to be winner-takes-all all the damn time. And I talked about this on Wednesday where I don't like that idea. Because you are more or less, you're burning through things unnecessarily, basically. Right. And also, not only are you burning through things unnecessarily, you're also putting people in title matches that they shouldn't be in. Because we're going to talk about this later on with Dominic Takakovich. There's no reason in hell the man should have got an NXT title shot. Like, no. Straight straight like that? We haven't seen Dijak Takakovich. Since that Mania takeover abomination that they dragged out over two weeks. Okay, that's fair. And you just roll up and Keith Lee's like, you know what? I'm going to give you this. You ain't even, I'd have felt a little bit better okay about it. If Dijak would have came out, interrupted Lee's parade and be like, okay, that's cool. You know what? Give me that. Or if he would have came out and laid out Keith Lee. No, Keith Lee was like, I talked the Regal. I decided to give it to you. And it looked like Dijak was about to say no. And Keith Lee was like, shh, 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 no, 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 no. Just say yes. But we'll get into that. But no. This is his best friend. This is best I don't friend. Give a, I don't give a damn. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I want to give my best friend and greatest rival the first opportunity. Look, man, me and you, we're the podcast tag team champs, right? Yeah, absolutely. But if I have a rack up like the podcast heavyweight title belt and I ain't seen you in like Two, three months, and I'm just like, you know, we, hell no, I ain't gonna give a set of shots. I can't get that opportunity. Ain't I can't get, get the first that we, we just putting that on air right now. I a- can't get the first time a- shot. Hey fam, get in line. Hey fam, Damn. you better you better That's come, how it is? You, No, you better come earn it. You better come call me out. At least come call me out. Don't have me call you out and just gift it to you. You don't want that. You don't want me to just hand it to you. You got too much ego. You talk too much talk. You gonna roll out and interrupt my moment and be like, yeah, that, yeah, that's cool. But remember when we tag team partners and I carried you? I want my shot now. You owe me this. Come on. Come, come on. You really want me just to hand it to you? Like, you know what? I talked to Mr. Regal and you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the first. Because you know what that sounds like to me? And we completely just bypassed Damian Priest. And Cameron Grimes, and we're going to come back to them in a second. But you know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like me saying, you know what? I ain't even worried about these belts because I can whip your ass. But I'm going to let you get first crack, though. So you can't say I ain't give it to you. That's some backhanded, if I have ever seen it. So, so we we got some disagreements on the, on that that match and how it came to be, and we got there's there's still more to talk about that there. Um, Damian Priest getting the victory. We feel like it's going to be kind of winner take all from here on out. Somehow, some way, they're going to have to fix that to where we separate the titles from the champion. That's Keith Lee. So he'll just be defending the North American title. Somehow, some way, we're going to get that. North American title off of him within the next month. Have to. Ooh. Within a month? It just it just hurts your storylines to have both belts on one person, I feel. It only hurts them if you do everything as winner takes all. And like and as you said, not a lot of people deserve that that moniker to go in there and challenge for both belts. Like Damian Priest, North American title? Sure. I ain't got no issue with that. Chilling makes perfectly good sense. It fits Priest where he is in the card. Me and you talked about this, how the likely winner was probably going to be in line for a North American title shot. Right. Priest had a solid showing. That razor's edge to the ring apron. Ooh, that's a nasty spot. Yeah. Love it. It's so beautiful. 
Yeah. And I'll even give Cameron Grimes props for that little like tilter whirl body slam cross body in the air that he does. Where it looks like they just collide, but he actually ends up like spinning you into a power slam. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I like that. That's nice. That's nice. Very nice. <clears throat> but yeah. Um, Priest is saying that he has his eye on it. Cool. Priest better only come from one of those belts and it better only be the North American title. Like, there's no reason for it to be both belts. Like, no reason. But please, tell me why you think Damian Priest deserves an NXT Uh, title shot. I don't, I wouldn't say he deserves it, but I would say, um, I wouldn't be mad if he challenged for it because I'm pretty sure Pretty sure he got one over Keith Lee in the past. Oh, I'm sure he does. Yeah, so I mean, from that standpoint, you can kind of play it up like that. Um, Priest is kind of in this little bit of a tweener stage right now. Um, but like you said, all you got to do is call your shot. One thing they did at the beginning of the show was air a video package of literally everybody on the NXT roster saying Keith Lee's name. Call your shot. You know who, you know who was in that montage, Jacob? Who, who, who was in that montage? Malcolm Bivens. <laughs> you, you think Malcolm Bivens is going to call a shot against Keith Lee? Uh, if you put the NXT North American title on Malcolm Bivens, I would love it. Somebody no. called him out on Twitter about that. And he said, and so what? I'm, and I may. <laughs> so, hey. Hey man, them promos alone would be money. Scott, call your shot. Money. What else we got? So, speaking of money, Robert Stonebrand making moves, but we're not talking about that yet. We got Shotzi Blackheart took, taking on a young upstart, Indy Hartwell, who I believe only had one televised match before this, uh, Australian performer coming across the pond, take on um, somebody who's really hot, red hot and Shotzi. Really great match from both superstars. I thought we were able to see exactly what Hartwell could do in the ring. And also, we, we already know Shotzi can go because she's been in there with some of the best in the brand thus far. But I thought this is a great way to show what Hartwell can do from a power standpoint, from her athleticism. And she picked up the win with a little bit of help. But it's, this is important because this was her first win not to say that she was just jobbing out before this is her first win and she got it on nxt uh live television um to the help of robert stone and Aaliyah coming in and um distracting attacking blackheart while she was on the top rope which is a fallout from last week when robert stone got his ankle rolled over by, by the tank of blackheart now while this is a good match we know the bro feud here is between blackheart and the stone brand is Hartwell maybe a good replacement for Chelsea Green? Um, all right. So, yeah, it was a good match. I enjoy Indy Hartwell's in-ring work. Um, when you say a replacement for Chelsea Green, what, what are we going for? Are we going for a look replacement? Are we going for a style, an aesthetic? Are we just going for the fact that it takes two people to replace Chelsea Green? And the brand as a whole? Yeah, because is Aaliyah not Chelsea Green's replacement? She's Chelsea Green's replacement, sure. But, I mean, and she's her in-ring work has, has improved a lot. But just from somebody who's a younger competitor, um, why not put Hartwell and the Robert Stone brand? And I guess you can say from a aesthetic standpoint, just kind of a, a, a taller, stronger competitor. Yeah, very much so. So, again, it's like you lost Chelsea Green, which we have not seen Chelsea Green since she fired him. So, if you ask me, I think Robert Stone won. Neither here nor there. So, you take two to replace one. Are you going to make these two a tag team? You can definitely use more tag teams. Like you're trying to flesh out the women's tag team titles. You had them defended a couple weeks ago. Sasha was on a couple weeks ago as well, solo with Bailey and Toe. So it's like 
are you trying to add some depth to the women's tag team division, which is better than the tag team division on the other three brands for the men? Said it. And if you're going that way, then yeah, cool. Add Indy to the Robert Stone brand. Let her get things off with um, Aaliyah. You make a nice little power and whatever Aaliyah does tag team. Wow. And, you know, it'd be all right. Be a nice little heel kind of chicken shit is she. Robert Stone as that manager that just gives you a nice little edge to help you win almost like a million dollar man type role. Not saying Robert Stone is anywhere near the level of Ted DiBiase in any shape, form, and or fashion. You know, I, I, all right, I, I could get with it. I need you to apologize. For what? To who? What did I add Hartwell to whatever Aaliyah does? That's what we're doing today? Yes, yes. Also, aren't you the same person that said that there's just no room or way Aaliyah makes it to the main roster? Wait, said it again? Didn't you didn't you at some point say there's no way Aaliyah makes it to the main roster? I said that? I'm asking, didn't did you say that? I don't think I've ever said that. I, I know I said that um Natty has advocated for her as she has being able to join the main roster. Um Oh no, like I'm that. sorry. I saw that on Twitter because she's been in NXT for like six years. Yeah, I, I think she can make a good jump here, here like any time now. But the most important thing right now is with the void left by Chelsea Green is building the Robert Stone brand. You can't just have one person. That's not a brand. So we got to fill the brand out with more people that are can be viable threats or at least you boost their profiles up by being next to Robert Stone. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, yeah, Robert Stone comes through in a walking boot and some golden bedazzled loafers. Like, them things were shining. Walking like a duck. Gives a distraction. And Leah comes through. All right. Seems cool. like you're over it. He's over it. All right. All right. He, he, he's, he's over talking to Leah and the Robert Stone brand. Where do you want to jump to next? No, no, I'm not. I'm not over it. I'm not over it. I'm just like, all right, I'm, I'm slowly coming around to your idea. I'm giving you a little bit of credit and whatnot. Like, all right, cool. But we so can stay on more Hartwell. Yeah, basically. Because I don't think Leah's it. And I really need Robert Stone to some way, somehow, like you kind of been played as Mr. Laughable here. Like you've been played as a joke. Like you were supposed to be this big bad agent, manager, whatever you want to call it. But you've been played as a joke for the most part. And you got dumped by your high profile client. And it looks like you bounced back. But you missed out on a chance on having a former NXT champion, NXT UK champion, Rhea Ripley. So it's like, all right, Robert Stone, I'm going to need you to land something solid and do something with it. Rhea Ripley, by the way, tweeted out that she's officially done with the Robert Stone branch shenanigans and that she was going to be paying attention very closely to the women's title match. Good. Pay attention. Pay good, good attention. But while you're paying attention, make sure you pay attention at a socially distant space as in about, I don't know, the back of the line for the challengers. Wow. Hey, man, you had your moment. We spent this whole year dealing with Rhea Ripley either holding the title or being around the title picture. Get your ass to the back, Shotty. Back of the line? Back, back. Back, 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 back. Back, 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 back. Like, get behind um, Marina and Jessamine Duke. Back. Damn. Yo. Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't disrespect her like that. <laughs> it ain't no disrespect. It's just, hey, man, I'm tired of seeing you. Sit your ass in the back of the line. Wow. All right. Um, that is a new level of disrespect that I have not seen out of Jacob DeLorts to where one of the most talented women in all of WB has to get behind two people that have, haven't had singles matches yet. Yes, um, get behind Ronda's lackeys. Wow. 
Um, only reason I'm saying this is because you have literally been in the title picture. It is no different than if I said Charlotte needs to go sit her ass down behind Carmella until you get into a bind because you don't want to build stars. I think we have a star right now and Bailey and everybody can get behind Bailey. But I'm saying the point is if let's say Bailey goes down with an injury tomorrow and Charlotte was healthy. You don't think they would catapult Charlotte right from wherever she was right to that title picture? That's all I'm saying. They do. They can do the same thing with Rhea Ripley, but in the interim, throw her ass all the way to the back. They put her in the nosebleed seats. Let us forget about her and this title hunt and her wanting to try to get the title. And if you need it, then you can slowly start bringing her down the floor level seats. Or if you can just throw her all the way from the nosebleeds down to the ring like she was seeing coming out the rafters and just put the title on her if you need to. If you feel so pressed and strapped because something happened where you're like, oh, crap, we need a reliable hand as champ. I think that's usually what it always is, is uh, the needing of a reliable hand. Whether misguided or accurate, it's always like, hey, this panic of putting it on somebody familiar. Exactly. Otherwise, other than that, I don't want you nowhere near the title picture. So, yes, behind Duke and uh, Marina. Okay. That's fair. Now, Barbara Stone brand. Before we leave Mr. Stone alone, he brought up an interesting point before we hit record. It looks like he might finally be picking up a male superstar. And we have been championing and campaigning for Robert Stone to expand his roster and pick up somebody from the men's division. And he, I think he picked a good choice, potentially. Potentially. Um, might not have been his, his first choice, but his hand was forced, if you would. Um, late in NXT, we saw Robert Stone turning the cameras on for insurance purposes because uh, <laughs> he wanted to <laughs> apologize to Killian Dane for pouring coffee on him. And Killian was hearing it for a little bit. Um, but then Aaliyah comes out of nowhere with a drawing very nice drawing, by the way. I, I don't believe that these drawings are actually done by the superstars, but uh, we yeah, know I was say it looked very much like Loomis's drawing. Yeah, so we have we have a nice care catcher again from Dexter Loomis that shows everything that happened on NXT last week with um, Shotzi Blackheart, with Dane getting coffee spilled on Keith Lee holding up the titles as well. Nice care catchers, and then for whatever reason, Killian Dane took offense to this this picture of him looking angry with coffee above his head. So he said, you want to make it up to me, you give me a match with Dexter Loomis. And literally not even, what, five, ten minutes later, whatever <laughs> the next commercial break was, it got announced that we get in Loomis and Killian Dane next week, which I think I said this would be a good match for Dane within one of the past few shows. So now we're getting it. I don't know who the heel and who the face is in this match. I just know it's going to be two big guys, a lot of power in the ring at one time. I don't even know who should win that match, but I like it. <sighs> Two big guys bumping meat. It's saying. That's what Big E would say. Uh, it's going to be uh, very physical. Unless Dexter Loomis brings that slow, methodic pace. It's going to be very, very physical. And I am here for it. Like, let it be nice, hard hitting. It'll show, I think it'll show that Dexter Loomis has a little more range to him. Okay. And Loomis is undefeated, no? Or does no, he have like I one was, loss? I was going to ask that, but he's not. He, he definitely lost to Roddy the first time around. All right, hold on real quick. Let me just pull up Dexter Loomis's record here. I want to see exactly how many L's he has. Might just be one. Yeah, because I feel like he took one. I know he lost to Roddy. Oh, he used to go by the name Sam Shaw. And Slick Sleazy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wow. great. Uh, no, Loomis has one, two, three. No, that's a house show. I'm sorry. Two, 
Lost to Cole too, didn't he? Yep. Russell Cole. Yeah. Yep. Lost to Cole in a non-title match. Took a pin. Took a pin from Roddy. Hmm. Let's see. How show, how show, how show. Dark match. How show, how show. So yeah, the man has two losses, basically. No, I'm sorry. Ah, uh, damn, that was a dark that was a dark match. I was gonna say Swerve beat him last October, but it was a dark match. Okay. So yeah, two losses basically since he's been on TV to both members, well, two of the four members of the Undisputed Era. So yeah, he's about as protective as protected can be when you're not named Adam Cole or Keith Lee. Right. So, I mean, I'm 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 gonna start campaigning for right now for Dane to win that match, and if Dane is going to be the muscle of the Robert Stone brand, that's a good way to get him on TV more, make sure somebody's doing his promos for him, and he could be next in line for North American title shot if done the right way. Yes, very much so, because I have said that Killian Dane should be in the North American title picture. Like, it does not make sense for this man to not be there, especially when last October, November, right, leading in the Survivor Series, he came out of nowhere after Sandy disbanded like a wrecking ball and just giving everybody that work, including Pete Dunne and Damian Priest. Yeah. It was actually in the NXT title picture. So, yeah. Why not? Just get it over with. Let's do it. Like get him out there. If he wants to be the muscle for the Robert Stone brand, yeah, it'll add some credibility. You get um, Killian Dane, Indy Hartwell, Aaliyah. You, you got a nice little misfit ragtag bunch here. Yeah. And dare I say, if uh, if you do make Dane the, the muscle behind the Robert Stone brand, then now that brand starts to get serious. Yeah, basically, it's no more bullying Robert Stone. So I'm calling it. Dane, Dane getting the win over Loomis next week. Book it. Book it. You calling with some help from Mr. Stone? I feel like, you know what? It would lead to another storyline of maybe Loomis just lurking around Stone and creeping him out. So, yeah, I can see that happening. All right. Like, let's say, that. let's say somehow Loomis gets his hands on Robert, chokes him out. He's choking him out, and Dane just grabs him and hits him with something. All right, cool. I'm down with that. The Robert Stone Brown shall rise again. Did it ever rise to begin with? Debatable. It's very debatable. It's like that bread recipe when you try to bake a loaf of bread, but you're like, um, I don't think I let it poof long enough, proof long enough in the oven on the stove, so my bread isn't rising quite right. I've never tried that, so I I can't. You you never watched like greatest great British bake off? The what? You've never heard of the show The Great British Bake Off? No. Oh my god. Do you watch Chopped? No, not really. Oh, my God. Oh, you are missing such great TV. So, the Great British Bake Off is a cooking competition. It is on Netflix. ABC does like a Christmas version of it and calls it like the American, the Great American Bake Off. And they bring over, I think, Posh Spice, one of the Spice Girls. That's not Beckham's wife and not the black one post it and the British version has Paul Hollywood who is this very um dry sarcastic British guy that like is the king of backhanded compliments but you take like 16 bakers you throw them in a big tent in the countryside in England you have them bake for like eight weeks or 16 weeks whatever it is great you make them bake all kinds of random stuff they go through three challenges every episode it's good TV watching grown people have a breakdown because they forgot to mix their bread right or they didn't let it proof long enough, or they dropped it. It is great TV. Literally, one guy pulled a cake out the oven too soon. 
and it was like not solid for whatever it was like still warm still liquid and he was so upset he just threw it in the trash with like 15 minutes left and presented nothing quality entertainment tell you quality entertainment it's like something you throw on in the background just just take my word for it okay i'll do a deep dive and find this show Take my word for it. See, and welcome to Believe in NXT podcast, where we have sidebars about the most random things. That might have been the most random. <laughs> no, because we spent like 15 minutes one episode talking about things that can kill you in Florida. Nah, that was, I, I needed to know that, man. Because <laughs> it came from like so a gator. You saw a video of a gator like snatch somebody's dog out the yard or something. No, it was a panther. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. And you said dead ass and Panthers just be roaming the streets like they, they, okay. I, I like callbacks. <laughs> if you, it's one thing I love about wrestling. I love callbacks to past storylines. This is a callback to a previous episode that you had here. So one day on Twitter, I was just scrolling through Twitter and then there's this account called Nature is Metal. You see a lot of graphic stuff by, about nature just doing its thing. But this video was taken from security, uh, home security film in Florida. And I saw a nice car, big, long driveway. Like think of a like nice, I don't know, 20, 30 feet long driveway, something like that. Um, nice car, Bentley, I believe. So this is a nice home. Assuming it's off the grid, secluded, whatever, or it's just a really nice neighborhood. And you see a house cat just walking outside normal, probably doing his thing before let it back in the house. But you see this damn big cat, Panther, <laughs> come snatch it up on camera and I'm like yo like you mean I can just walk outside to go maybe get my groceries out the car and it's a big jungle cat just in the driveway <laughs> where do they do that at like that I've never seen something so so wild like that so I had to ask Jacob I was like hey does this exist if I ever own a home in Florida am I at risk for these big cats that's what I want to know Depending upon the part of Florida, yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it comes with the territory. Just like iguanas, pythons, anacondas. Everything, you know, it's all there. It is all there for you. Welcome to Florida, where you may die going to go check your mail. Noted. Definitely noted. (laughs) Leaving NXT. Come for the wrestling, stay for the sidebars, and you will get random knowledge as well. Yes, I live in North Florida. I just have gators, snakes, and bears. The usual. Although, I actually take that back. There are bobcats in this city. So, yeah, there's that. But they're usually skittish. I can't, I can't imagine. But, yeah. Um... We got a couple other things we want to talk about before we get into the big stuff. Want to knock out one of the quick ones first? Uh, sure. So we finally got one of our beloved Black Job or Elites in action. Sporting new gear, by the way. Um, Man. He, took, <laughs> he, took, <laughs> he took on Timothy Thatcher after we got a nice uh, shot of Timothy Thatcher's uh, wrestling school earlier in the night. We saw Timothy Thatcher giving a look at his uh, Fujiwara armbar and how to apply more pressure to it. What was notable about the promo is that he kept name dropping Oni Lorcan, saying that he made him cry like a girl and made him tap out, all this other type of stuff. Um, Dejernay actually came out second, which was notable to me. So we get we we moving on up, you know. We saw it happen with Leon Ruff a few weeks ago. Um, Dejernay came out sporting the new black poncho with the same amateur wrestling gear, and actually put on a solid match. This was not a squash match. I want to be clear. It was not a squash match. It was back and forth. Uh, Dejeuner had a a lot of different mount opportunities where he had uh, Thatcher in different types of submissions, but Thatcher is his brand is predicated off submission wrestling, so he finished a match which I don't think I've seen this since like the early 90s. He finished it with a single crab. Um, Yeah, single crab. Which is, yeah, so this ain't no Walls of Jericho. It's not a Boston Crab, no Rick Martel. This is a single crab. So 
he's really trying to redefine what it means to be a submission specialist. And I think I like it because it's, it adds credence to like, all right, submissions are supposed to be painful. And it looked very painful the way he applied the single crab. I was just surprised that that was what Asian tapped with. Um, what do we think? Well, and of course, after the match, he goes to apply the single crab again, add more, add more pressure to the hold and Lorcan comes and makes a save. But what do we, where we talk about the feud with Lorkins, that's obviously a thing. Like, what do we think about this style of submission wrestling that we're putting at the forefront of the Thatcher character? I like it. I'm here for it. It's nice. It's different. And Thatcher has always been that person, if you've ever seen him on the indies, where he is just different. Like, you can do all that flippy, high-flying stuff, and when you get in the ring with Thatcher, it just comes to a screeching halt. It's like that classic analogy of if a small person gets into a fight with a big person, the small person better hope the big person doesn't grab them. And that's basically wrestling Thatcher. Just hope Thatcher didn't get a hold of you. Because if he does, as evidence, he will stretch you and break you and just basically turn you into a pretzel and have fun with you. So, sure. I don't know how viable a single crab is going to be moving forward because everybody else just uses it as a whole to wear down a body part. But hey, you want to use a single crab and get it off? Cool. More importantly, we had the Black Jobber Elite back on the show this week. Even though the man came out with a towel with a hole cut in it for his head to go through. But it is what it is. Yeah. A towel. He took a bath towel. He went to Target got the oversized bath towel and was like, all right, I'm just going to cut through here. Oh, this kind of fly. I'm going to wear it to the ring. <laughs> I guess the thing with uh, Thatcher that I'm getting from his arsenal is the fact that I guess he can, I guess it's more like he can get you out of here with any submission. Yeah. That's the vibe I'm getting. It's like, it don't, it don't, it don't matter which is what it is. He don't get you out of here with anyone. Which makes good sense because they're billing him as a thatch can wrestler and Mr. Submission. So, yeah, why not? Yeah. You got him teaching his submission school every other week, it seems. Why not? Let him get you out of here. Look, now, if he gets somebody out of here with like a, like a test of strength grip where he just bends your hand back or like a finger bend or something. Then I'm going to start looking at you a little questionable. But on the same end, I've seen Pete Dunn beat people with that move, so. Yeah. Why not? I'm here for Mr. Thatcher to just pick apart body parts and pull out random submission holes that we haven't seen since the mid-90s. Now, if he pulls out the cripple crossface, then um, <laughs> although we've seen it happen recently. Yeah, we've seen people do it. And, it's just and they like... just call it the crossface. I know. It's like, oh, that's forbidden. It's like, oh, we're not going to call it the crippling crossface? We're just going to call it the crossface? So, yeah. I'm not mad at it. So, what do we think about, uh, I guess, Lorcan being the guy? Is he going to be the guy to to topple Thatcher, or is he just another notch in the belt? Another notch in the belt, but it'll go a few times and it'll be literally violent. And I'm here for it. If you give me a repeat of the match they had a couple weeks ago, I am not opposed to it. Do you think he's going to get over on Thatcher? I think you got to give him one. Oh, sure. He'll get one. But in the grand scheme of things, Thatcher's winning the feud. Yeah, I think he's definitely winning the feud. And and this actually, you know, the, the thing that really sucks about this, it kind of debunks everything we talked about with Lorcan and Birch being the first to challenge Imperium. Because our, our, our tag team division is long gone. Like, we don't know where the hell it's at. So if he's going to be, like, toying with Thatcher for, like, the next month or so, then, yeah, he'll get, like, a maybe, like, a roll-up victory or something like that, get some, some revenge here and there. But definitely he's going to lose the war. Meanwhile, Imperium just – about to have the longest tag team title reign by not even defending. 
<laughs> hey, man, as long as you meet that uh, 30-day challenge, you know, just to think about once every 30 days, which I don't even think is a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, not even a thing anymore. So, yeah. I'm scrolling through NXT in the background here, and uh, we, we, got our, we got our special name, sir, Black Jabra Lee. I'm just going to start calling Dejanay Poncho D. So that, we changed the man name now. from Black Steiner Brother to Poncho D. Poncho D. All right, Poncho D. Cool, I can rock with that. All right, so what else do we have to get up out of here? Uh, I know we want to talk about the main stuff, which is our title match with Lee and Dijakovic, as well as Shirai and Knox. I think we're going to spread that out a little bit. So you know what time it is. No, what time is it? Time to take off the trash. Time to take out the trash. Uh-huh. Legato del Basula. Yes, they, man. They had a promo. Um, sitting in some fancy bar, not socially distanced, by the way, but they were sitting there drinking their little uh, their spirits, and they were talking about how they're changing the game, celebrating the end of Drake Maverick, uh, t- kind of getting some shots off about Breezango, and really much just stroking their egos a little bit about how good Raul Mendoza is, how good Joaquin Wild is, how they are redefining uh, what it means to be a cruiserweight, how they took the cruiserweights from the sideshow to the main show. And I, I, I'm going to let Jacob get off his thoughts first because I, <laughs> I, have, I have some serious thoughts about that. Some serious thoughts about that quote right there. But go ahead. Um, basically, I, I enjoyed the promo. It was nice. Me and you talked about it before we hit record. It's coming out giving you that Mexican cartel, that Mexican mafia vibe, which is what I told you would happen from the start. So I'm not even going to hit the victory lap of there's somebody in the PC listening to this podcast and listening to what I'm saying. I'm not even going to do that today. But I have no problem with it. I enjoyed it. It was nice. It was refreshing for them to sit there and be like, oh, this is what happens when you mock Lucha Libre and the legacy of it. Like, we the big dogs now. We define this. I, I enjoyed it. And you know what? It kind of fleshes out uh, Wilder Mendoza. Two weeks in a row, I remember their names. It fleshes them out a little bit. You know, maybe you can add a little more care to them to the point where, oh, I don't know. Maybe we give them a tag team run and let them challenge for the tag titles because we ain't got nothing else to do for Imperium. Who are still in the country, I think, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Like, boy, this would be a shitty time for your visa to expire. Yeah. I, yeah, it would, man. Like there's pr- also news that our passport, I, I have a passport. I guess they, they don't work anymore. Yeah, um, no, we can't go anywhere except for like a few islands in the Pacific, if I'm not mistaken. And right. like a couple other little places. Since, since we are now the sickest country in the history of ever, we are banned from anywhere. So we we landed the free ain't free no more. We stuck here. Pretty much, man. Can't even go to Canada or Mexico. They they said they don't want any Americans anywhere because y'all got the Rona. Literally, I saw a story where a couple took their private plane and tried to land. I think it was like Greece or something. And they pulled up and it was like, nah, nah, don't even get off the plane. Turn your ass back around and go. <laughs> They're like, nope, not allowed. Where are you coming from? Nope. Like, that's just the times we're in now, man. I mean, unfortunately. Hey, man, cold game. Cold, cold game. All you had to do is wear a mask and stay your ass at home. But nonetheless, all yours. Legato de Fantasma. All right. So, the sideshow to the main show? And granted, we I, I'm a cap for NXT all day as being the most watchable of the three brands and being the best of the three, not just because it's a believe in AC podcast, just because they produce quality content, but to say you on the main show, Phantasma, uh, Santos, you are not on Monday night raw. You will not be featured on SmackDown or Monday night raw with cruiserweight title. There has only been one man (laughs) to do that and be in the main event spot. Of the flagship show, which is Monday Night Raw, because it's three hours. And that's Enzo Amore. And until he does that, you can't claim that you brought the Cruiserweight title to the main show because ain't nobody looking for Cruiserweights on Monday Night Raw. 
Nobody looking for Cruiserweights on SmackDown. So until they bring him up there, and, and matter of fact, it, and, and what's crazy about that statement, and I'm not even going like, I'm not trying to like compare talents right now, but we have <laughs> we we have grossly pulled and and had call ups from the cruiserweight pool a lot in the past year. They snatched Buddy Murphy up. They snatched Angel Garza up. It was like, nah, you can't be toiling over here on two hundred five live. We need you. Would they do that for Santos Escobar? I no. think they might. No. I have seen nothing to suggest that they would. I mean, you can make the argument that you saw nothing to suggest that they would snatch up Buddy, I'm sorry, Murphy or um, Garza or even Theory or even Humberto either. But yet they bro, popped up. Bro. <laughs> don't, don't, don't try to play devil's advocate. We, we, Although although Carrillo is not the greatest on the mic, he, he can actually go in the ring. And the first time you saw Angel Garza, you knew that man was a star. Everything about his gimmick screamed like '90s Playboy. <laughs> like he, you knew he was a star. Did I think that they were going to have him go up without actually winning the cruiserweight? I thought he would get a run, but they they think that man is like Eddie reincarnated. So there's there's no way. All this to say is, ain't nobody checking for Santos Escobar, man. I'm just saying, man. I I, I like the promo. I think the promo is dope. If they do more promos like this and actually start trying to uh, run NXT with an iron fist because there's three of them, I think that this gimmick can go a long way. But let's not make bogus claims here. because while all I saw when I saw this promo, I was like, hey, these guys are pretty much doing my Undisputed Era spot right now. And I got a whole show without any Undisputed Era. This is what we feared on our last podcast is that it's going to take a week off, maybe longer. I mean, if you think about it, you have one or two choices with Undisputed Era. You could either give them the week off and or some time off, or you have to hot shot Cole right back into it like right back like second Keith Lee came out you have to have the undisputed air you have to have shock the system just cut Cole off I mean cut Lee off as soon as he starts to say something hey, those are your only two options so why not give him some time he earned it mm-hmm. so yeah, give him a little time I'm chill Yes. Before we get up out of here with this episode, is there anything else from the actual show? Let's see. We covered Robert Stone and Indy and Shotzi. We covered Priest and Grimes. Covered the Black Jobber League. Yeah, we covered everything pretty much. Yeah. Talk with everything. Yep. So. Before we get out of here, because we're going to come back with a second episode and talk the main event and talk Keith Lee's match because we really want to dive into those things. Said has something new for you guys that is going to be a staple of your Saturday morning audio dope moving forward in a segment that we like to call Cedric's Power Rankings because we are too lazy to come up with a creative name. What an awesome introduction. I'm sure it will vary from week to week. <laughs> And this is our this is our top NXT rankings of the week based off this show. This is my top five, not yours, so do not critique. <laughs> Number five, <laughs> Indy Hartwell. The Aussie came out strong. And it's not about her win. It's well, one, it's about her first win that she got, which was obviously uh, a very big moment for her. But it's the fact that she actually looked very strong against a really good in-ring competitor and Shotzi Blackheart. Hopefully, we see more of her in action in the near future. Number four. Damian Priest doing God's work and getting Cameron Grimes the hell up out of here. And, I, and, I, and I'm so thankful. I am so thankful. I, hopefully, I don't have to see Cameron Grimes on my TV for a while. But Damian Priest went in there and did his thing this week and called his own shot. So I expect him to get a title shot in the near future. And that's honestly, that's where he should be, is in the title picture. Number three, we got to talk about this one in part two, but Karrion Cross and Scarlet with obviously... Uh, to me, the biggest moment of the show, 
which is a, dropping a bombshell on the world title picture that we'll talk about in part two. Number two, the genius of the sky. What is there not to like about Io Shirai? From her in-ring work to the entrance, the character, the promos, everything she does is gold. And she just goes out there and performs to the highest degree every single week. And I'm enjoying her title reign and hope it's going to be a lengthy one. Number one, can't really go anywhere else but the limitless one. Keith Lee kicked off our show, defended his title successfully against one of his best friends. And it looks like he's about to be entrenched in one of the probably one of the more bigger feuds in the entire company going forward. Uh, the limitless one is number one, the double champ, and he's probably going to be holding down this spot for a while unless somebody else sways my opinion. But that is the power rankings of the week. Your top five for the Believe in XD podcast. All right. So I just find this funny that the man who has said multiple times on this podcast, <laughs> we want the smoke, please. I love to talk, would start his power rankings with a, this is my top five, not yours. So shut your mouth. But hey, you know what? Get it how you live. <laughs> get it, get it how you live, man. Gotta get it how you live. On that, man. Hey, no, no, I ain't even mad at you, man. Get it how you live. Get it how you live. So yes, this has been your Saturday morning audio dope part one of it because we're so nice. We're gonna come back and bless you twice. So as soon as these uh in little credits play, you hear the music rolling in the background. As soon as that stops and I shut up talking, you'll roll right into part two. But yes, we came through part one. We recap the bulk of NXT. We're going to come in part two, talk about Keith Lee defending his title and the fallout from that. Also, Eos Shirai and Tegan Knox. And you got Sad's power rankings. The five, five stars, the five shining moments, the five hottest from this week's NXT. And we'll hit you with that every week. So please tweet us. Let us know what you think about it. Let us know what Sad is right or Sad's talking outside of his neck. And you want to know how you do that? Simply. I'm at underscore J Della says at said underscore says that is C E double D underscore S A Y S and let him know if he got it right or if he's just, you know, talking reckless. But hey, it's his list, not yours, like he said. So until you hear part two and until we come back on Wednesday, if you heard part two before you heard part one, because why would you listen to things in reverse order? But whatever, no judgment here. I am Jacob. That is said. We're out of here. Said, you got anything else for the folks? No, that's all we got. All right, so we are out of here. If you're a smart person, part two's rolling in. If you listen to part two before one, shame on you. Shame, shame, shame. <laughs>